Hey, 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 it's the Steve Maraboli podcast. Back at it, whispers of genius, echoes of madness. It's like a show. I love it. Thank you guys for putting this together today. I've been traveling crazy. Everything's crazy. So it's great to just come in and and talk. I, I'm confident that you guys put something together fantastic. Thank you to everybody listening. Thank you for all of you who are undoubtedly giving feedback. I know that I ran into a few people just in the past couple of days who have said, oh, it's so great to have you back. That's cool. And uh, and then and my selfie game coming back strong. <laughs> strong. Strong airport selfie game. So uh, definitely thank you, everybody, for listening. Share it. Share. This is your show. I can't stress that enough. This is your show. The 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 production team here is is literally looking through social media to see what you're you know getting your their finger on the pulse, what you want, what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, and then when I come sit down, uh, we we do it. So thank you. We're all on the same team and in this together. Let's get at it. How's it going, Steph? It's cold out. Yeah. It's cold. Cold out. <laughs> it is cold out. <laughs> Other than that, things it, are great. It is exceptionally cold out. Uh, fortunately, heading back down to Florida tomorrow. I'll be down there a couple days, but it's uh, eighty degrees. So yeah, enjoy that. That's well, we're that's where my people are from. <laughs> my my heritage. My people are from the warm climate. People are always <laughs> like, "Hey, you look like you have a tan." <laughs> nope. That's just my people, just <laughs> my parents. People. It's just my parents. My mom had a twenty, uh, a full year tan. My dad's a little more European-y, a little mm-hmm. more European whitish. He tans well, but he'll he'll get uh, whiter in in the winter months. But my mom, like me, tan all what? year long in the summer. <laughs> and if we get too much sun in the summer, I just black. Like yeah. I just, I'm yeah. just black. Like yeah. it's just it's 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 so funny, but. Uh, good, good on you. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. Good, getting the stuff done. You guys ready to knock this out? I yeah, saw some ready. good social media stuff. I saw some good, uh, some good posts. I see what I really like is when you guys take those audio snippets. I think that's great. A lot of people put out videos and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, so I think that it's great that we're we're uh, doing that as well. I know I'm not the easiest guy to <laughs> get to record a video or do something like that, but um, I appreciate what you are doing with this stuff. Whispers of genius, echoes of madness. I gotta, I gotta master a cool way of saying that. Work on my voiceover <laughs> stuff for the, uh, for the we, we whispers and echoes. Pre-record just, it with sound effects. With sound effects, yeah. so it just sounds like you know how everything sounds so produced. Yeah, you should do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to start off with uh, there's a question. That was put up on Facebook today. We got a lot of great on Facebook. Yeah, a lot of great. Shout out to our Facebook <laughs> followers. So how does it work? Is are most of like Facebook followers also Instagram and Twitter? Twitter's a whole no. different world, right? No, they're they're very different. They're de- very different audience on Facebook than Instagram. Correct. Than Twitter. Correct. They're different. Age all completely too. different age groups. And all fans, huh? And all fans. I'd like to think that we cross barriers. Of- we do. Fans and age groups. <laughs> <We> do. <laughs> How's that voice? We do. I'm going to do different voices. We do a little video here, but I'm actually going to do different voices. We, we should do characters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we should do characters. should do a whole episode as it, other people. It, it's so funny because I, it, this is fun, and mm-hmm. thank you for doing this again, because I, it, a lot of my day is very serious, 
And so to be able to just <laughs> shoot from the hip and yeah. perform different characters <laughs> is fantastic. So, sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> I asked okay. her a question, yeah, she no, starts answering, and, and, and I cut you off. All right, so, no, right. so okay. Facebook. So the climate right now is a, a lot to do with politics and religion and yay yeah la 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 well the the great thing is that you have you have a really good perspective on this um a lot of people were saying that relationships were were kind of hurt by different differing views yeah people argue which is the most ridiculous thing (laughs) people argue about everything and to argue religion Mm -hmm. and politics is an extreme waste of time. It's a great way to fight with people. It's a great way to damage relationships. And no, I don't do it. I don't, and I, and it's not that I don't do it because I don't believe in my views. It's that I know how, I know how perspective works. You know, I, I, I kind of, I had a good glimpse of it. Remember like um, the first book, the blue one, Life, the Truth, and Being Free. I wrote in there, your agreement with reality defines your life. Yeah. And I was I was kind of looking at it like a perspective wise, like, hey, if if you think if you think a movie's good, then the movie's good. If the person sitting next to you thinks it's bad, then it's bad. It's both. Shakespeare and Hamlet wrote, nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. And so I, I kind of looking at that and seeing how other things go, and I said, you know, you're. It seems that if. If you, if you think life is great, then you notice things that are great. And if you think life's crappy, you notice things that are crappy. So it's just like, hey, your agreement with reality, whatever you think is true, defines your life. It, if you think life sucks, then everything you see is going to validate that for you. And I had like a little insight to that when I was, when I wrote that book and I was in my early 20s. Now in my early 40s, ah, Kind of leaning mid, into mid forties. <laughs> leaning into mid forties. Got about a month. Until I got a, yeah. I got a couple of months before I'm forty four. But um, I realize, and science is is really backing that up. It turns out your agreement with reality yeah. defines your life. Your psychology, your physiology. We've we've learned so much about consciousness. Your your eyes don't actually see. They gather they gather data, and how you define the data, what you quote unquote see is based on your agreement with reality. So it's like the old ignorance is, uh, you know, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, that's mm-hmm. just old ignorance. Turns out you'll see it when you believe it. And that's science catching up to that. We, we know about placebo effects. We know about the opposite, the nocebo effect. We know that it could have a positive or negative effect, something that you ingest a pill that's completely inert could have a positive or negative effect on what you agree it to be. If it's given to you by a doctor who you trust and know and say, hey, this is the best sleeping pill ever, it's going to put you to sleep, (laughs) even though it's completely inert. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, it was amazing. Same with the opposite. This is the the best, most powerful Mm -hmm. caffeine pill ever and ever. And again, completely inert. And it's from someone you trust, from a position you trust. You're going to be like, dude, I feel amazing. And so... We know that works. Your agreement with reality defines your life in so many ways. And and when you look back at, at uh, theological text, you also see that kind of stuff. You see these this idea of, of people healing and feeling better and all this stuff based on their belief system. And, and I know theology and religions take a lot of credit for that. But there's 
there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, science and consciousness that that's behind it. So I kind of got lucky with that one, um, or, or or I should say like like a like a guru would say, <laughs> I visualized it at the time, <laughs> <laughs> right? I visualized it at the time, and I had this premonition oh, that no. the world would eventually catch up with my majestic way of thinking <laughs> at 21 years old. No, you know, I just noticed some stuff. And as 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 a young behaviorist that, that hadn't even endeavored in any sort of education for it, I was just always, I remember being a kid and just being a people watcher, like I, I just watching people's behaviors mm-hmm. and mannerisms and stuff. And so uh, I just noticed that that's a true thing. And reading the kind of nerdy things I was reading back then of uh, ancient philosophers, I kind of they're kind of saying something similar. So I, I really just gathered that thought process and put it into words that at the time was your agreement with reality to find your life, and kind of got lucky with it because it turns out it's true. It's true on a very very deep level. And so uh, there's so many stories with it. Um, there there are so many. Uh, stories with it uh stories that that i share from my military experience uh, stories that you read in 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 books were uh, incredible stories of survival uh where someone survived much longer than they were quote unquote supposed to and the people around them died and that kind of stuff like but but you would see that it was their agreement with reality they didn't they survived because they didn't know they were supposed to be dead yet or they hadn't been sure or or uh I remember my particular thing in the military where I was, you know, manhandled by a ten-year-old boy who was basically throwing a tantrum. But um, yeah, I've told you guys this story, have I? Yeah. I, I told yeah. you. You you guys have seen me speak a million times, so you probably heard the story so many times. But the story is basically a a child recalled to a, as a military policeman called to a domestic dispute, and at the time it was uh, uh, a ten-year-old throwing a tantrum, and it was a ten-year-old. Uh, basically hitting his his mom and and uh and usually domestic disputes were a husband and a wife fighting this this occasion it was a 10 year old boy beating up his mom so i go in there and steph when i tell you <laughs> when i tell you that this was a i was probably about 20 19 20 years old 18 or 19 year old somewhere in there young fit mm-hmm. crisp abs <laughs> brother like just ugh. i was fit <laughs> And not only was I a military policeman, but I also trained other military policemen in hand-to-hand combat. Like I was the guy you want next to you. And I walk in and I and I grab this kid who's just throwing a tantrum. A 10-year-old. A 10-year-old kid throws me across the room. That's good. And I'm I'm thinking, you know, my ego. I'm all ego. So <laughs> crushed. I'm like crushed. So I'm thinking, oh, I was off ba- I was off balance, whatever. Grab him again, throws me across the other room. So at that point, my when my partner stops laughing at me, he, we both subdue this kid, and he just you know just calm him down and just you know kind of held him a little bit and calm down and sits sits down. And my partner's taking the he's taking the police report with the mom, and I'm pacing back and forth <laughs> because I'm <laughs> devastated. Like for two things: one, cell phones didn't exist. Or no, or at least nobody had. Then they were like those big ones that nobody had, right? Zach Morris. Definitely, yeah. The Zach Morris had it, and he was the only one who had <laughs> it. And so, fortunately, that was true. But at the same time, not only was my ego damaged, I knew the second we got back to the squadron, my partner was going to tell everyone just what happened to me. So, 
I look at the mom and I'm I'm pacing back and forth. I look at the mom I'm like, so uh, is your kid on steroids? And the mom says, uh, no, no, he has uh, he has autism. And this is again the early '90s. So that wasn't like a thing, you know. But here's another thing that'll blow both your minds. The internet didn't exist. So, like, there's no America Online, which I'm not even sure you two know what it is. There's no Googling. There's no, (laughs) there's just autism. So I didn't know what that meant. So I say, oh, um, so do they take steroids? (laughs) So she said no, and I'll never forget that. And later on, as I developed an understanding, a greater understanding of this, she said he hasn't been taught that 10-year-olds aren't that strong. And that just kicked in later on. Your agreement with reality defines your life. So when you hear it in old theological texts, as you think, so mm-hmm. shall you be. You know, these type yeah. of things are ancient wisdom coming through. And, and so that's the good news. The good news is your agreement with reality defines your life. The bad news is, you know, what if it's a bad agreement with reality? What if it is life sucks? What if there's mm-hmm. no good men out there? What if it's I'll never be good enough? What if I can all those things, your life what you see, hear, and experience is is there to validate your agreement with reality. So as long as your mindset doesn't change, the things you see won't change. And so that's an interesting thing. And how I relate it to what your question was, was about relationships being damaged by religious mm-hmm. or political views, is that you are not going to change someone's agreement with reality. You aren't. It ha- There has to be a subtle influence to it. You're not going to change it. It's it's like, you know, when when I use the example of my little sister, but, you know, she's not so little anymore. <laughs> she's a grown, successful woman. But back in the day, and, and I think I use this example because people can relate to it. Back in the day, you know, she could be dating somebody and everyone around her is like, dude, why this dude? Like, why, why this guy's the worst? Like, and she would just be, you know, oh. You know, hard eyes emojis, blah, 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 blah. You know, just eyes shooting at her, like heart shooting out of her eyes. And and so, and and she just wouldn't see it. And it could be the most blatant thing. Like, wait a second. You stop hearing from him Friday and don't hear from him until Monday again. And like Monday he shows up with flowers, you know. And and you're like, look, all you see is, because of your agreement with reality, all you see is, look, he brought me flowers. Yeah. And everyone around her is like, but where the heck was he for the past two days? Like he mm-hmm. just disappeared. You, but at some point, and and I know this this people can relate. At some point, she, I mean, she couldn't see what we saw, mm-hmm. just like we couldn't see what she sees because our agreements with reality were different. But at some point, her agreement with reality changed, and eventually, she would see that same person, and she'd say, and you'd hear it in the language because you 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 hear him say, "I don't know what I ever saw in him." Now you can't see it because your agreement with reality changed. But it's such a subtle thing. And the reason it's not going to happen mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving dinner and it's mm-hmm. not going to happen in discussions. And I see I have a lot of friends who, you know, Twitter, we talked about different demographics. Yeah. Twitter's I can see is a different demographic. Yeah. So and I, and I can see how, how it's handled differently mm-hmm. than the other social media platforms. Because it's mostly people arguing. It's just arguing about this and trying to show and this is a fact is this and the fact is that and the, I have a lot of high-profile friends and high-profile friends say, hey, bro, how do you just sit by? Like, (laughs) you don't argue with anyone. Mm -hmm. You don't. And I say, because I'm a behaviorist. I watch. 
So you guys argue with people, right? You argue a lot with people. Yeah, yeah, man, we argue. I get in there. I want to let people know. How many minds have you changed? In all those tweets you sent and all those things, how many people have said, you know what, dude? You're right. I completely am changing my mind. How many times at Thanksgiving dinner did someone stand up and say, you know, you're right. I'm going to not be a Democrat. I'll be a Republican <laughs> or I'll be, won't be a Republican. I'll be... That has never happened. It doesn't happen that way. That's not the way transitions like that or lasting ones happen anyway. Instead, you you believe you hold those convictions, and then they might slut, subtly change. You don't tell one person, argue with them for a minute. And they're like, "You're right." At the end, I don't believe in God, or "You're right, I do believe in God." It doesn't work that way. They hold those things, those agreements with reality. If you had a child, those of you who have children out there, your child's beautiful. So let's say you have a, a, a beautiful baby girl, right? She's beautiful. She's got five ears. Now the, your, your, your friends and family come by and say, oh, you know, hey, you know, she's got uh, five ears. <laughs> and you're going to say, and she's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, what how would I get to convince you that she's not beautiful? How much therapy could I put you through? How many arguments, how many tweets can I send you to convince you she's not beautiful? I can't. It's your agreement with reality. That's all you'll see. And that's great. That in itself is beautiful. That in itself is also a reason for someone like me to save my energy. Yeah. I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to argue with you any for anyway. Argue about politics. That's of all the things I want to talk about aliens and space <laughs> and the moon. I want to talk about I don't want to argue politics and who's this and who's yeah. that. Like it's it's there's there's such another there's such an other mind game happening there. Just same with with you know religion theology. You've seen it. You've seen yeah. those conversations go south and 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 people are forever hurt by it and you're just like wait like there there is no that and you'll find that the reason those conversations get heated now there because there are people listening right now Steph and Chris that are saying no but Steve you're 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 not wrong when you're saying this you're not and I'm not saying you're wrong there are arguments I can tear down someone's argument in a second if I know that the the facts that prove them right or wrong I mean for me I like being proven wrong. I like new information. I yeah. like making adjustments. I'm not afraid of new information. Um, so, but that's me. That's that's not an often. That doesn't happen often. Most people. The reason those arguments get so heated is when you're challenged. When your beliefs are challenged, and they have a good point. <laughs> You will, instead of accepting that point, you'll, oh yeah, well you're a mama. <laughs> you know, you'll just attack because you you get you know, that that cognitive dissonance kicks in, and you you get you, you almost go into like conscious fight or flight, and you're like, nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna jab like Ali to get out of this mm -hmm. out of this uh, dangerous situation. I'm almost gonna have to look at my internal thoughts. There's too much to think much. about. I don't need to rethink my whole thoughts on religion, politics. That's how I have my <laughs> friends. 
How yeah. can I go to the golf club and tell them I changed my thing? How could I go to my church group and tell them, huh, hey, you guys ever <laughs> wonder about this real quick? Thing. You ever, hey, hey, church group, you ever wonder how they got a polar bear on the ark in, in, in the, the Middle East? You ever wonder how they got kangaroos on there? You know, you don't want to go and do that. No, That's going to no, be no, the no. least popular question no. at the church group. And so, so you want to, you, you don't want to do that. So for me, I, I let people... Um, I let, I let people just be who they are and hope that they let me be who I am. And I don't argue it. You see, um, in our social media, the stuff that, you know, I, I, I tell you guys, you can like things, you can, you know, simple responses, but we don't argue nope. with people. I will not argue with somebody on social media. Um, our social media is to put positive or insightful or or behavioral ideas out there some some behavioral hacks some good snippets every now and then when i say something mm-hmm. uh, helpful you know put that out there and some people love it some people don't love it some people are like i'm unfollowing that's it <laughs> like and like what i say that whatever i said hits you hard you don't need to unfollow you need to follow you got to need to create 10 more accounts and follow me on all 10 so all you see is whatever just mm-hmm. triggered you because that's something you need to look at cuz i'm not attacking you i'm putting it out there like hey this is this what what about, <laughs> what what do you mean what if i what what and, and it's like whoa. based on yeah whoa yeah. based on your reaction you need to look at this cuz i guarantee was not talking to you specifically However, if this hits you that hard, maybe I should have been. And so um, as far as families being damaged by it, mm-hmm. yeah, because you're not, it's just, it's just two, you know, bowling balls going at each other. It's not, no one's really, you don't argue politics to listen. You don't argue politics to listen. You argue to make your point. And so all you have, and that's just the behavioral mechanism of it. Anyone thinking could think about that. When you're arguing politics, do you say, oh, let me listen to his point of view in politics? No. You argue your point. You don't do it to listen. The other person's doing the same. Whether you know it or not, that's what you're doing. You're not saying, my daughter's beautiful. Now let me hear you tell me otherwise. <laughs> I'm open to it. No, no, you're arguing your point. It holds the same position in your brain, the same position in your in uh in, in your behavioral mechanisms that that you hold your those type of things that's why you argue because if you tell me my daughter's not beautiful i'm gonna argue with you and it's gonna damage our relationship if you tell me my god is different than what i think it is so that's gonna rock my whole life's based on that that's gonna rock and i'm going to my relationship with you is going to be different if you tell me my politics make me good bad evil whatever then yeah, it's gonna ruin our relationship. So I stay out of all that. Um, if it's something that's damaging, it's just something like that. I'll, I'll I'll present it to somebody in my in the ways that I do it. Um, but arguing politics if somebody's saying whatever and I think it's ridiculous, be ridiculous. You won't be the first person to think something ridiculous. I'm sure some of what I think is ridiculous to them, and I would hope that they wouldn't uh, uh, wouldn't try and talk <laughs> me out of it. You know, a lot of times it's 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 something that makes them feel better and feel like they're a member of something. Yeah. Why would I want to steal that from them just to be right? So that I can leave the dinner party's over. Now you go <laughs> live your life. I go live mine. I'll see you again in a few months just so I can be right. Nah, 
Nah. Nah. Free yourself from that. You don't have to. You can keep arguing and keep ruining relationships, but most people that I disagree with, some of the closest people in my life I disagree with on a bunch of stuff. I just, I'm not going to argue with it. I'm just, we might have different names for things. We might have different insights for things. But for me, just be nice. You're cool. If you're cool, you're nice, and you endeavor to help others and, and better yourself and that kind of stuff. I don't care what your God is or isn't or whatever your politics are or aren't. Just as long as you're not, you know, unbearable about it, then I'm cool. You know? Yeah, I like that. It seems, it seems better, and it might not work for other people because they, you know, some people see it so passionately and it becomes like a sport sport politics you know like my team's better than yours yeah, it does kind of turn your into team that. Tr- cheated and our team has a better coach than yours and we have better leadership and we got a new player new player <laughs> right now you're seeing a lot of people starting to say they're running for president and all you're hearing is new player for our team new player and this one does this and it's, and it's just it becomes sports i don't argue with anybody it just you know you believe what you do and mm-hmm. we'll all go in we'll cast our vote and and that'll be that. And then you'll go about your day <laughs> just like you did in every direction. Like it just goes that. So for me, it's not, it's th- that's not what lights my fire. So um, that's how I um, avoid those type of damaging conversations. Again, I'm in a world where I disagree with most people on most things. So that doesn't mean that they're a good or a bad person. Whether they're a good or a bad person means whether they're a good or a bad yeah. person. I won't base it on that. I like that. That's good advice. I think a lot of people. Why, thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> I'm kind of famous for it, You're man. Welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> what else you got? All right. So... I, I keep talking too much. Are no, you that's keeping great. clock on this? I got a clock. All right. Because okay. I, I don't want to talk everyone's ear off. <laughs> <laughs> so, last show, you brought up some what, what most people don't know. You brought up. Oh, we got some? Yeah, you brought up. Wait a second. What? what did, <laughs> oh, I love you, what most people don't know. What most people don't know, you brought up the real McCoy. And I'm just yes. wondering if that's what what most people don't know. Is that yes. saying? Because I had never heard that before. Yeah, no. Chris, you have you heard that before? I haven't heard that no. before because you two have been on Earth for about four <laughs> seconds. But... What most people don't know. What most people don't know. I love this thing. What would you say... <laughs> What would you say, how long ago did we do what most people don't know? Six, seven years, years ago. ago. Oh, I'm so happy to be back with this. So let's do what most people don't know. What I would like in the future, when we start, let's make this a little more advanced. <laughs> so, well, well, you don't want to print. <laughs> no, you're not doing that. Do you? <laughs> no, listen. Okay, no, I'll do this. No, please computer. pretend to type. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, what are you I'll doing right. with that? No, I'm trying to position this so I can see it over the microphone. But no, oh. here's the okay. thing. In the future, though, no, nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with this. But what I would like is we should do in the segments, like if we do we do a free advice segment mm-hmm. or we do a what most people don't know, let's do like a thing, like an intro. Now it's time for what most people don't know. If you okay. want me to, I will do one of my voice. <laughs> oh, please. And now it's time. <laughs> for what no, no. most people don't know, <laughs> and something like that, I think that would be great. But let me, you bring up the real McCoy. Yes, I'm gonna go. I like all of these. I, I'm gonna do as many as I'd like. Okay. And so, what most people don't know. So yes, the real McCoy. So here's this dude in the late 1800s. So here, 
trains are doing everything. Railroads are everything. Trains are everything. So, of course, efficiency is everything. So this dude, Elijah McCoy, invents this oil drip cup that lubes the the wheels. What do you call the 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 wheels of a train? Is it the wheels? I'm sure it's got some sort something, of train wheels. Like that, and, yeah. and everyone who's into trains is like, <laughs> why is this guy on? Because I'm on, man. Because I'm on. I do not know if they're the train, train wheels. wheels. So let's just call them wheels. You all know what I'm talking about. They're not tires for sure. No, Imagine no. the train tires. Well. Listen, hold on. <laughs> wheels. We'll agree that they're wheels. So yeah. anyway, so the... It, Elijah McCoy invents this thing for to lube them, to keep them lubed so that they're efficient and effective. And he did it so well, and it the, the previous process for lubing them was so time-consuming that he creates this thing, makes it faster, lubes them well, makes it efficient. It's cost-effective. This guy changes the game, basically. And as one people change the game, what happens? Other people make, you know kind of copies of it right like when panasonic had a tv sure enough someone made a panasonic and just <laughs> just close enough just close enough right so it's like uh, uh um uh, when you <laughs> the cheese it's you go to the cheese it's next to the cheese it's which might be the most delicious snack next to the cheese it's is this off brand that's like baked cheese squares <laughs> like you know just, just slightly off yeah. right so so Elijah McCoy makes this thing, and it's it's so good that other companies start making them, but they're like knockoff versions. So they're not as good, they're not as reliable, they're they break easily. That all that. So so when companies, the, the railroad companies, were buying Elijah McCoy's product that he patented, when they started buying a product, they wanted to make sure they weren't getting these inferior products. So the 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 people would say, "Is this the real McCoy?" Oh, and so later on, <laughs> and I guess it must have died before your generation yeah. got here. Yeah. But me growing up, the real McCoy meant like, "Is this the real thing?" Hmm. Like, "Is this the real thing?" Is this the real McCoy? So you would say, "Is this is this?" <laughs> Why wouldn't you just say real thing? Instead of Nike, you get Nike E with two E's or something like you, you get know Nike. That, that, Nike. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so that so that that's where the what most hold on what most people don't know is is where that expression came from. Let's do one more, right? Okay. So Sam Clements, Samuel Langhorn Clements. <laughs> Was his actual name, and both of you for laughing. How do you walk around with that name? It was the way you said it. I want, I want both of you. How dare you? Perhaps one of the most brilliant writers, Samuel Langhorn Clemens, better known as Mark Twain. Much better, Mark Twain, right? Because he was huge into boats. Dude's Mm -hmm. life was miserable. Side note: his life was miserable. Something that you learn about people who change the world. That's why I know that earlier, uh, the end of last year, I said this year, I really want our social media message to be a lot more honest in the way of, hey, yes, maybe you're weird out there. I was weird growing up. The people who hire me, the billionaires, and like they're super weird. 
the people who change the world, the world leaders, uh, the most interesting people I meet, the nicest, kindest, most impactful people I meet, super weird. And, and I remember, we, Steph, we were talking like, I really want that message to be out there. Yeah, like this is the, the I can't stress it enough. The brighter the light, the darker the shadow. And you, you have that. As brilliant as you are, as kind as you are, there's going to be that opposite. There has to be. If you ever meet someone that says, I'm just a good person, I'm just the best, and I'm always good, and I never have a bad day, run for your life. They are either lying to you and really good at it or a sociopath. And they're not lying. <laughs> and they're a sociopath. They have a great day every day because they don't care about anything. So the brighter the light, the darker the shadow. The most brilliant intellectuals and writers and poets have been some of also the most miserable people ever. Brighter the light, darker the shadow. So Samuel Langhorn Clemens, whose pen name or nom de plume. <laughs> uh, that's right. Don't make me bust out the nom de plume. Was Mark Twain. So Mark Twain's his novels shared fascinating stories and characters like Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. And of course, have been considered classics for readers around the world. But what most people don't know is that Mark Twain was born in November of 1835, just after the passing of Halley's Comet. As an adult, Twain vowed that he would not die until he saw the famous comet. Finally, after sharing his brilliant work and unforgettable sense of wit, wisdom, and humor with the world, Mark Twain died in April of 1910, one day after seeing the passing of Halley's Comet. That's awesome. That is awesome. Mark Twain, and at the time, Mark Twain in the... Um, Late 1800s, Mark Twain and uh, uh, another guy named Robert Ingersoll mm -hmm. were the top speakers in the United States. Both ardent atheists. Yes. At that time. Were, Ingersoll. Were Ingersoll, especially. The great the, the, infidel. The great infidel. He, he would speak about, you know, how religion would actually have such an adverse effect on uh, on the growth of our country. He was like, imagine a eight, late 1800s version of Christopher Hitchens. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was he great. And you and you can you can read his stuff. There's mm -hmm. endless stuff that you can read on Robert Ingersoll, mm -hmm. perhaps uh, w one of my early favorites. As far as his, even even when I was so much more religious, just the way that he would dissect it behaviorally and say, hey, there's great stuff in there. And that stuff can all be true and a great guide for you to follow. But there's also a lot of really bad stuff in there that you don't need to follow. Don't tell, let them tell you to follow this ridiculous stuff just because there's some good stuff in there. Follow the good stuff and leave the bad. And then follow the good stuff to something else and leave that bad. Like You don't have to... Follow this good stuff and then also think you're going to hell because you eat meat on a particular mm -hmm. day. Yeah. Like you can be kind to your neighbor and also just be kind to your neighbor for the sake of being kind because it makes for good community. You don't have to do it because you think you're going to be struck down by lightning, you know? Right. So he would make these great points. He also was a pioneer in, in, in uh, um, 
helping people, you know, find equality. And, you know, there, that was a time when there's, you know, you're talking about the people of color not having it too easy here in the United States. So he was fighting for rights and saying, how can you guys, how can you say you're people of God and then treat people like this? Like how he was there and fighting. And, and so Robert Ingersoll was great. That's Mark awesome. Twain, totally different way about him. Funny stories and, and, and using um, uh, wit, using, uh, he, he had a very, uh, a style like mine in the sense, not that I'm Mark Twain in any way in the sense that he would write small blurbs. And I think that influenced my writing style the most, why I, I basically speak and write in quotes. You do. So yeah. the reason I do that is because I grew up reading stuff from Mark Twain and, and his, like, uh, I would buy just quote books. So I think in thoughts like that and speak in them <laughs> as well. And, of course, my books resemble what, what shaped me. And Mark Twain was amongst them. You, you would see a lot of just his books would just be quotes, short stories, real quick little, hey, you know, this and this, moral of the story, don't be a dick. You know, like very simple right. and, and that and, and take, the, take the theology out of the goodness of, of that deity thinking. You know, let's take, let's, take the, let's take religion away from God kind of thing. Like, <laughs> let's, let's, let's pull God out of the prison of religion kind of ideas that they both kind of had. And yeah. I think that that was great. But awesome what most people don't know about, um, about that. Let's, do we have another one? Can I do now one more? you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how See, it's got to yeah, close. No, now how, how you no, close so that's how... going. How you know, now you know. Wait, can I do this one? Because I did light of the bright. I'm yeah, gonna do please this do one. that. Here's the thing. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on. <laughs> wait. No, please. Wait, I have to hit it. Wait, wait. Right. Michelangelo <laughs> painted the Sistine Chapel. And he wrote a poem. You know, this is masterful, the Sistine Chapel. And he wrote a poem about how much he hated painting it. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And I get it. <laughs> so his thing, a lot of times in, again, the brighter the light, the darker the shadow. Mother Teresa had a journal. When Mother Teresa died, now Mother Teresa impacted the world amazingly. And when she died, they found her journal. Most of the time, she was doing amazing things that made her, oh, Mother Teresa, she was doubting God. She, at sometimes just a straight-up atheist, <laughs> like with no faith, angry at God, then not believing he was there at all, and then kind of back, and like she was battling her own faith the entire time, being Mother Teresa. And some of her thoughts were really, really dark. The brighter the light, the darker the shadow. And so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that Michelangelo Michelangelo <laughs> would have uh these feelings because in the end he's just good at it. Like I, I'm just good at this. It doesn't mean that I'm immune to life's happenings. I'm just good at right. it. It doesn't mean that I'm immune to you know, I don't know what his love life was, his family mm. life was, who's arguing with him over politics, yeah. who's, right. you know, how, how, you know, when at this time also, don't forget, 
you know, the, 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 the church was powerful. They don't ask you to do anything. So he might have just been a famous uh, painter, and they're like, hey, maybe you want to do this, huh? Thanks for volunteering. So he might have hated it for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just don't know. But I do know that I get that. I get it from from uh, from Mother Teresa. Anyone who's written, who's read anything that Bukowski's written, yeah, and you know, and and I know throughout my own life, as there are times that I've given talks, and and people will come up to me and say, oh. I saw you in in 2006. I saw you in you know, Tempe, Arizona, whatever. <laughs> and and I'll remember at that time, you know, I was giving whatever particular talk I was giving. I, I there are some times that you've given the talk so many times that you're really just performing it, you know, because life happens, man. You get so much, and life happens. So sometimes you're just performing it. And so I would get people be like, oh, I saw you at Tempe. It was amazing. You changed my life. And this is so great. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much. We love when you said this. And I know what they're talking about because I've said it a hundred times. So, no, I'd love it. Oh, that's great. And I'm thinking to myself, at that time, I was probably so miserable. I was probably half suicidal while giving that talk that you're saying changed your life because I was performing. I was performing and 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 just in a dark place and the at that time I'm you know I'm, my world shattering around me because I'm seeing that everyone that I thought was amazing in this world I'm meeting and it's like I understand face like I I understand very intimately the idea of don't meet your heroes mm, you know yeah. so at that time especially I'm like oh man like what's real like wait a second what's real and so i'm giving these talks and i'm performing them well and it's impactful um and the people there are helped and i'm so glad that they're helped but i know that at that time i'm walking off that stage and i'm 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 ready to jump into traffic you know so it's it's uh the brighter the light the darker the shadow and i totally get what michelangelo said and and you need those times because then you get to a point like where i am now where it's you just get to be you, like you get to be you, and 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 uh, and unapologetically so. That you get to the unbullshitified life. Is that what you're looking for? I'm so happy you I'm brought like that a up. I'm like psychic man. Because you have this really great quote. That I you do. Wrote. Yeah. Was it? I'm like a psychic man. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> you said I just got to a point where I decided that I want to live an unbullshitified life. And people love that. First of all, I'm pretty sure no one's ever said unbullshitified before. No, never. And uh, and yeah, it's at some point you have to you want to get there. You at some point you want to get there. At some point, like, dude, life will (laughs) life will get you, man. Like it, life will if you allow it. It depends on who you're around. Environment matters and your mindset in the environment matters. And if you have the wrong people around you, they will suck you dry, man. They will they will bombard you with gimme, 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 gimme. They won't give it. You know, and, and as you get older, you start realizing, or as you get wiser anyway, you start realizing that everything's an exchange. And, and you, you can absolutely say, you know, for those of you who are more spiritual out there, you can say it's an exchange of energy. 
and it is an exchange of energy. It's, a, it's an exchange of, of currency, of psychological and energetic currency. And you, you, you've got to be in relationships in which there's give and take where those account balances are, are in the plus. Not where someone just keeps making withdrawals and withdrawals and withdrawals and they're not making any deposits. Like you're in the red and you're just exhausted and you get a bunch of those people around you and you're done. You you are energetically bankrupt because everyone's taken everything there is and when you have no more to give, they just leave you there. The, how many people I talk to that go through there, how many people listening right now are like, yes, They'll take, 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 and when you have no more to give, they just walk away like as if, or if you say, hey, you've been taking, 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 I just need just a little bit now. They're like, oh my God, oh. and it becomes the most burdenous thing. So at some point, I, I needed to address the people who are around me. I, I needed to address where I'm that guy, you know, where I'm that energy vampire where i'm the poison you know you you start focusing on where your medicine you you forget where you might be poisoned too and so i got to that point like where am i uh, i'm i'm heartbroken by all these spiritual gurus who are playing a character okay but where am i playing a character mm -hmm. wait a second let me address my own bullshit then i address my own bullshit when you address your own bullshit and see the work it takes to address your own bullshit and 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 the the releasing of that kind of story ego kind of stuff, then you naturally tolerate other people's bullshit less. And you're like, ah, listen, just say this. Like that's what you're saying. You're this is what you're angling at. This is like just say that. Say spare me the next thirty minutes where you're gonna get to this question that you came here for anyway. Let's just go to that. And so you start doing that. You start seeing who's. Who's the, you know, the, the, the people you want to avoid in life? That's the thing we should do, Steph. An upcoming show. Let's talk about the people you should avoid in life. The plunger, et cetera. Yeah. The etch-a-sketch. Yeah. You know, the those type people. of people. Oh, you the guys are going to love that. Avoid. The, the, the people to avoid. I got them all, Chris. They're all on my phone. I'll change their name on my phone. <laughs> love it. I will change their name on my phone to do not answer. Just to make a reminder to myself, hey, because there's different versions of you, right? So there's the version of you that's all powerful, right? So you just broke up with somebody, and you know they're not good for you. Know you know they're poison for you, Steph. You know they're poison for you, Chris. So you just know that's it. I I know they're I'm better than that, and I'm not taking their calls anymore. That's one version of you. <laughs> Then there's the midnight, you're lonely, you're sad, and you, you, maybe you met a couple other people and they're horrible, and you're like, well, maybe that weren't so bad, and then there's that version of you, hey, well, maybe, maybe if they ask how I'm doing, I'll just answer real quick, and so then there's that version of you, so to avoid that, I changed their name on my phone to do not answer. That's when the strong wise version of me is setting a gauge for the weak version of me. And I trust myself because I'm living an unbullshitified life. So if I see it ringing and it says, do not answer, I might be weak at that moment, but I'm keeping a promise to myself. So I'll trust the strong version of me.
Other times, Chris, I'll change. Like if they're, I'll change, and we should really we should do a whole show on this. So, but I am gonna touch on a couple of them, like okay. the plunger. Okay. So you know how you could put like a picture. You could put a picture, yeah. and when someone calls you, like their picture comes up. Yay! I'll change their picture to the picture of a plunger. <laughs> because those type of people just like to bring up old shit. <laughs> so I'll know if a plunger pops up on my phone. Someone wants to bring up old shit. No thanks. No thanks. I'm, I don't want to do that. So I'll do that kind of stuff. And I have a bunch of other ones we yeah. should totally bring up. Um, but yeah, you get to that point. Um that you just want to to live an unbullshitified life. Is this Laura from Denver? Is this she specifically wants to know something? Yep. She writes, do you, are you reading this or am you I reading Go ahead, this? you can read it. I can. She writes, hi, Steve. This is Laura from Denver. She writes, hi, Steve. Thank you for everything. I love your Instagram. How do you come to the point of living an unbullshitified life? See, she says, I love new words, by the way. It's a new word. <laughs> Uh, and how do I get to that point? So here's the beautiful thing. Life is happening. Life is evolving. Let it. You don't get to that point. Life brings you to that point. You accept that you're at that point. That's the beautiful thing about life, Laura and everyone else listening. Haven't you noticed you're not in control of anything. You are in control of absolutely nothing. You are you have some control over one thing. That's you. And that's hard enough. You are in control of nothing else. You can only change you and you know how hard that is. Everyone looking through, you know, already failing in their resolutions know how hard it is to change something when you want to change it. And that's you. Never mind changing everyone else or anything else. So, Laura, life brings you to that point. Like when you're just stressed, when, when your phone's ringing and you're getting an anxiety attack because it's this person or that person just from a phone ringing. When you are just fed up with these people and this type of work environment and all this stuff and you just get to the point where like, wait a second, why is all this bullshit in my life? Life's tough enough. Now I got to deal with this one and that one and the, the plunger and, you know, there's other people. I, I, I can't. No, I, I'm, I have to come to terms with the fact that life has brought me here already. And from this moment on, it's going to be unbullshitified. Why do you give me an anxiety attack when my phone rings? Why? And then why the hell am I allowing you that kind of access? I need to change your name to do not answer. I need to change your picture to a plunger or whatever. I need to do that. Why? Why are you having that access to me? I think, was it last show or was it a different show that I did? Was I a guest on a show or something where I talked about setting those boundaries and, and, and sometimes those boundaries is just simply giving people less access to you. Wherever it was, yeah. that's one of those tricks. Why do you have that access to me? If If my phone rings and it's an anxiety attack, that's it. You're not allowed to do that to me. That's all. And I'm not mad at you. I, I'm not mad at you. I'm not, I don't wish you ill. I don't anything. Just like, listen, I don't smoke. I don't mm -hmm. smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke. Um, I'm not mad at cigarettes. I'm not mad that they exist. 
I I'm not mad that they're they advertise. I I I nothing them. I don't. I'm not mad at at, at all. I just don't smoke because it's bad for me. There are people I look at like that too. I'm not mad at you. I'm glad you exist. I'm. I hope you're you're happy. I hope you have a great life. I hope you're fruitful. You multiply. You have friends. You great times. You you live a happy life. Just stay away from me. That's that's pretty much it. Like that's how I look at those things. And and so if you if you give me, you know, I I don't. When you're younger, like I wonder why. I wonder this. I wonder that. I don't wonder shit anymore. If you give me an anxiety attack when you're around me, then no, you're not going to be around me. I'm not going to be here trying to forensically analyze why your energy bothers me or why you bother me or why we don't mesh and why how can we fix this. There's 8 billion people in this world. You're not the one I'm going to sit here and fix. Like it's not, I wish you well. I hope you're happy. I hope you're successful. I hope you impact the world in a positive way. I hope somebody loves you. I hope a lot of people love you. Stay away from me though. That's all. That's the way I look at it. And and Laura, at some point, you become wise enough it, it, to, to look at it that way. Because here's the thing. Those people are looking at you that way. And that's why they're causing you that anxiety attack. You care more than they do. Mm-hmm. You're more into it than they do. That's that. I remember you said something about being allergic to avocados. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you said that you were allergic to avocados, and not everyone's allergic to avocados, but it's your... Oh, well, I think I said that. I think this is a not-free-advice movie, but... um, Yeah, so it's it's the analogy that I use when it comes to people, mm-hmm. like I was just saying. So I don't, as I was saying earlier, your agreement with reality, you're, you're 8,000, 8, 8 billion people in this world, and they're all individuals, and... and, and when you're younger, you want to uh, try to understand you and figure you out. Like, I don't want to do any of that now. I don't want to do any of that now. I have to accept myself. When I, when I accept myself, I am freed from the burden of needing you to accept me. I just know who I am, who I'm not. I know what I am, what I'm not. So avocados, how does that have to do with avocado? Well, avocados are a superfood, Chris. They're they're listed as a superfood. Everyone loves them. They're delicious. They're healthy, perfect food. For me, I'm the fortunate one who's allergic to them. Excruciating pain if I eat it. Excruciating pain if I eat it. You know what I do? <laughs> I avoid avocado. They're great for most people. Most people are actually healthier because of them. But for me, while for others they may be medicine, for me they're poison. And that's okay. I don't eat avocados. There are people who are like that. There are people who may be great for everyone else. They may be great for so many other people and other people like them, but there's something about them that to you causes you some sort of pain. Maybe they're medicine to everyone else, but for you, they're poison. That's okay. Stay away from those people like I stay away from avocados. That's okay. That's okay. And an avocado has never come to me and said, why don't you accept 
the pain I cause you. Well, at least not. it has the, the respect to not do that. People won't. The avocado People. Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah. The, why? <laughs> Sounded a lot like Jerry Seinfeld. Why won't you eat me? What's with all the pain I cause? <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. That should be one of the voices. <laughs> that should definitely yeah. be one of the voices. But yeah, it, it's... Avocado won't do that. People will do that. And they'll say, oh, why, why don't you just put up with me? Nah. Nope. I won't. <laughs> All right, take it back. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Laura from Denver. Yes. Um, thank you so much, Laura from Denver. There's a, um, we got a feedback here. I just want to read it to you really quick. She said, it's Hemshri Hema Singh. I'm sorry if I messed that up from Facebook. Hemshree Hema Singh. Yes. From Facebook. She says, hey. Hi, Steve. I don't have a topic for discussion as such, but just wanted to say thank you for being you. You are an absolute inspiration to me. Well, that's awesome. And I appreciate that. I am definitely me. I'm more me than I've ever been. And, uh, and those of you out there who are evolving and navigating through this journey of life uh, understand what I mean. I, I am me definitely me and and more so than i've ever been so thank you so much hemshree hema singh from facebook wherever you are in the world i'm sending you big hugs uh, i love it means the world to me um that i impact others with my words and, and thoughts whether they were words and thoughts i had 25 years ago or words and thoughts i'm having today it, it's i can't stress enough that i feel like we're all on the same team and in this together and i love you all and I love when you when you come speak to me, hang out with me, and talk with me when when I travel. Awesome, thank you. What? How are we on time? We uh, we're just running down an hour. An right. hour? What I say? About an hour for these shows? These are yeah. cool. You want to do one more thing? What do you want to do? Well, I was wondering. Do you want? We have some current events. Do you want to go over some of those, or you want? Did we do... help everyone we wanted to help before we go to current events? Let's see. Let's just make sure we helped okay. everyone we want to help because I want to. I want. This is a show of the people, man. <laughs> All right. What's with all okay. these people? So you have this really great quote about. That's, that's the rest of the show. That's, that's I can't get out of that because I did that by accident. Oh, I didn't no. even. You do it enough, and then you're Seinfeld. just Seinfeld. And then I just and then yeah, I can't. Guys, can <laughs> all right. You, I'm sorry. Chris, I'm can listening. you make a uh, cartoon avocado sure, animation? Get right, right on that. Absolutely. I do it right away. For clip. All right. So. One of one of your most popular quotes. Everybody loves it. There's so many positive comments on these. Um, everyone loves your perspective, and it's the moon. The moon. Oh, quote. perspective. Yeah. That's one of those things where, like, is it's like those popping moments, like mm -hmm. those. And for those of you who don't know my say pop story, listen to the show enough, you'll eventually hear it. <laughs> but like those moments that are just like. Oh, wow, like that's how it works. So anything with perspective mm -hmm. is that. I know when I talk to people and say, um, uh, hey, the, the, the sun doesn't actually set. Mm -hmm. Like we're on a spinning rock falling through space. And just your, the sun doesn't set. So if I, let's say I found a, a, a date, Chris, and I was going to walk on a beach and do do Mr. Romantic on the beach. I'm going to walk hand in hand watching the sunset, doing my very best 
Seinfeld voice on this day. <laughs> isn't this an amazing sunset? Like I would do. What's with all the sun? Okay, I have to stop. I have to break this habit. But anyway, so I'm on a date and I'm doing a romantic walk down the beach watching the sunset. At the same time, not a different time, mm-hmm. the same time on the other side of the world, there's some dude also trying to get his romance on on, on, a, on, a, on a beach walk watching the sun rise. The same time that I'm watching the sun set, they're watching the sun rise. We'll both describe what seems the opposite. I'm watching the sunset. I'm watching the sunrise, and both be correct. Why? Because the sun doesn't actually rise or set. We are on a a rock spinning, falling through space, and it is your perspective that makes the sun appear to rise or set, depending on whether you where you are, is whether it's rising or setting. Which means it's doing both and neither. It's all perspective. So for me, that's powerful because it's not what's happening. It's your perspective of what's happening. How you label it is how you proceed. Again, your agreement with reality defines your life. So this moon one, the moon one was me hearing for so long about, um, oh, it must be a full moon out and that's why people are (laughs) acting weird or, oh, it must be because this moon or this or you hear words like retrograde and all that stuff and and, and that's why I forgot my keys and that's why I'm being impossible to talk to and that's why I'm drunk and and cheating. (laughs) Like (laughs) like you find all these things and reasons and and I thought specifically with the moon how we go through like, the moon's it's quarter moon, it's half moon, it's, it's it's this moon, it's that moon, and I thought to myself, it's it's never like the no no human on earth has ever experienced anything other than a full moon, like ever, like the the moon is over here, the earth is in the middle, and the sun is on the other side, right? So, like the moon's relationship to the earth is always full always and what we call half moon quarter moon this kind of stuff is really our shadows relationship to the moon but the moon stays full there's nothing that's blocking it it's it's just what we can see based on the light and based on where in the earth you're standing so it's the moon's always full our perspective of the moon goes through phases not the moon's relationship to us it's always full what we see of that is what changes but not that it's full so i said no human on earth has ever experienced anything other than a full moon 365 days a year so the quote was the moon doesn't go through phases our perspective of the moon goes through phases no matter what the calendar says the moon is always full. Regardless of someone's opinion, perspective, or inability to see it as whole and complete, the moon is unapologetically full. I find wisdom and strength in this truth. And I do. Because there have been times in my life where I have been perhaps the light isn't shining completely on me. There's a part of me. Sometimes there's an eclipse. Sometimes it, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't complete. 
I have another quote that you think I fell on my face, but I'm down here doing push-ups. That's what I mean. That the moon, no matter what other people are saying about the moon, it's not the moon saying it about itself. It's us perceiving it as such. If you ask the moon, it's always full. Just because you don't see the other half of me doesn't mean I'm not here. So I find strength in that because that's true about me. And for what I do for a living, for even our social media stuff, for this, I get put in boxes all the time. Oh, Steve's are this, Steve's are that. Oh, he believes in this, he believes in that. He knows about this. Oh, I didn't know you know about this. Oh, I didn't know you talk about that. Like, what? I All those things. But you only know me because you read my love quotes. Or you know, only know me because you saw my MMA stuff. Or you only know me because you saw my behavioral science papers. Like, uh, so, oh, I didn't know you also wrote about this. But that doesn't mean I didn't. That doesn't mean that there aren't thousands and thousands and thousands and millions of people sharing it in, in, in different languages, languages that we don't even understand. Just because your perspective of me is limited doesn't mean that I am not complete. So I find powerful. I find that to be powerful. If you were to ask the moon if it's quarter, half, or full, it's going to say full. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. I love that. And so, yeah, most people have that perspective moment when they read that quote, like, wow. And people who are empowered and people who are sometimes, like Laura was like, hey, how do I get to that unbullshitified life? There are some people who, who are ready. What I said, you know, you have to call yourself on your own bullshit. Yeah. There are some people who are ready and say, you know what? Yeah, man, I was one of those people. And you see those mm -hmm. comments on mm -hmm. this quote yeah. sometimes. Like, dude, oh, no, this is harsh, <laughs> yeah. but I got to look at myself. Yeah. I use those excuses. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's crazy to full moon. There's no data anywhere. There's no data anywhere that there are more police reports, more accidents, more anything. You hear people say, you know, there's more emergency room <laughs> visits and stuff like that. They say it. But it's not actually true. There's no data actually that backs that there's more of this or more of that. Not even a cognitive bias is, is happening there. So it's pretty much not true. So because, again, the moon's full, half full or whatever based on your perspective, not even based on anything other than that. So, so what does it mean? Does it have an impact on you? Sure. Of course it does. Mm -hmm. But it has the impact that you think it has on you. I know people who, when they have their lucky rock, they perform better. Are they performing better because of the lucky rock? Sure, but not because of the rock, but because they think they're performing better because of the rock. It's there's this, so uh, New Testament main character, Jesus. We've all heard of him, right? Yes. So this Jesus dude walking around, walking around town healing people, right? <laughs> he gets this reputation for being a great healer. What happens? This woman, she has this issue of blood. She's had her whole life. She's slow. She's weak. But she she catches up to young Jesus. She touches his cloak. He wasn't even looking at her. She touches his cloak, and she's better, Chris. And she says, oh, thank you so much. Thank you for healing me. And he's like, dude, get up, man. You're causing a scene, right? <laughs> so she gets up, and what he says to her is, it's not me who heals you. I'm not going to do the Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I'm not doing Seinfeld. Seinfeld Jesus. I saw your face, Chris, and I'm not doing Seinfeld Jesus. But wait, let me finish. So he's like, get up, you're causing a scene. <laughs> right? So 
He says, it is not me who heals you. It is your belief that I heal you that heals you. Your agreement with reality defines your life. So there are people who are like, wow, Steve, I got to stop blaming the moon for X, Y, Z. I got to behave better. I got to be more mindful. I got to find a way to not lose my keys. This isn't working. And it turns out, no, maybe I'm not just mean or hard to talk to every full moon. Maybe I'm, I am at other times too, and I just need to address my behavior, my communication skills, and stop blaming the moon. And then there are other people, and I see that you listed one here, there are other people who maybe not be ready for that, and they reach that cognitive dissonance, mm -hmm. dissonance thing, and they do want to kind of poke back at it. And I see this one uh, with all due respect. Here's Carol on Facebook, and she says, Steve, how can you explain the tides and the moon? If we're mostly water, doesn't that mean the moon does have an effect on us? My moon sign is also really spot on to my personality. Maybe you don't understand the science. Sending you light and love. I appreciate the light and love, and I'm sending you light and love as well. So this is a perfect way for us to dissect human behavior. So this comes in earlier when we talked about relationships and families and mm -hmm. all that stuff and how you're going to argue with someone where they build their life on this and this belief system. So Carol, who we love 100%, she says, how, how can you explain? Instant, instant questions. Is, where mostly water, doesn't that mean the moon does have an effect on us? My moon sign is also really spot on to my personality. This is something that she has identified with. So me saying the moon doesn't go through phases. Our perspective of the moon goes through phases, even though scientifically unnegotiable. I mean, it's, there's nothing between us and the moon. We're always facing a full moon. It's always the sun's shadow. It's, she wants to know, well, my moon sign's spot on. I'm not attacking your moon sign. Not I'm not sure what that means. Is that like... When that's people tell me I'm an Aries, is that my moon sign? No, that's that's not your moon sign. That's your sun sign. What's my moon sign? I don't know what your moon sign is. Oh, no. Well, no anyways, idea. my point is, my point is, it doesn't mean that your your moon sign is, is, is not spot on to your personality. And it doesn't mean that the moon doesn't affect you or, or all of us. Um, now, as far as its effect on the tides, Carol... You're not a large body of water. You're not. And so it's not going to, if you were to, let's, let's say you were to fill up a, a, a jug that's your height. Now you're not all water, but let's just say we fill up, we get like a, a big barrel that's like your height and your width, let's say, and just fill it all the way to the top with water. And it can be completely water, not even, never mind bones and all that stuff. We'll just make it 100% water. See if the tides ever change in that barrel. The tides aren't going to change. It's not, you're not a large body of water. So, so yes, it does affect like large bodies of water. It, it's not going to affect water our size. In that same way, does it have some sort of pull? Maybe. Does that mean your human behavior should change completely? 
Does it have more of a pull than caffeine does on you? Now, when I have caffeine, I'm blah, 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 it changes my behavior, but I still have to operate within the confines of my goals, my my dreams, my you know respect and courtesy and all that stuff. So I, I don't know the effect that it has, and I don't know that anyone could gauge the effect uh, the moon would have on any individual physiologically. Psychologically, Carol, if you think... Let's say you think a full moon is a great time to set a goal and move towards it. Then, yeah, it could affect you great. And I want it to. I want it to have every great effect on you. The quote's more for people who, who are at a different point than you, Carol, and, and are, are, are ready to, to not wait for that day. You know, maybe, maybe they're ready to just see no matter what day it is, I'm in a great position to move my life in a positive direction. I'm in a great place to to change my life into a healthy, uh, positive place. I'm, I'm in a, today is a great day to forgive those who have who have crossed me, and more importantly, cut them away. Uh, today is a, a great day to cut away the people, all the people who have handed me the scissors. You know those type of things where you could see my goal for everyone. Carol would, would be to be empowered, inspired, and know that they have the power as the author of their lives. They have the power to write their story every day, not just every half moon, quarter moon, special moon, not just that. You know, oh, the full moon's coming in the middle of next month. It's a great time to forgive people. No, today's a great time to forgive people. Don't put yourself on hold. You would never let anyone else put you on hold. If you were to call your phone company today and they say, oh, we're going to put you on hold because two weeks from now is a great day for us to take your call, you would flip out. But you do that to yourself. So, Carol, I love that your moon sign is spot on with your personality. I love that you want the moon to have that kind of impact on you. I love that. But then find a way to maybe have it empower you daily. And, and 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 maybe I don't understand the, the the science of of the moon's impact on a human's behavior and psychology. Um, maybe there is a science that I don't understand that's out there about that. But but for me, that the quote isn't. It's for most of the people who 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 get it, who say, "Hey, great perspective, great." Oh, this is impactful. This is inspiring. That's that's what I wrote it for. For people who are at where I was, you know, my thoughts and my quotes are really just, they're snapshots of where I am and what I'm thinking when I'm there. So when other people are at that point, they find wisdom in it because it's what they're feeling also, because I'm a human, I'm a human. And I was definitely where you were, Carol. So, um, I was definitely there and, and definitely, uh, uh, inspired by so many things, um, before I knew better. And so it, it isn't an attack on on your belief system, I think that you're probably a really, a really uh, a thoughtful and and and, and beautiful soul, uh, and uh, and I hope that you continue to be, regardless of of where the moon is or what our perspective of the moon is and how much light is shining on the moon based on what we're blocking from the sun. Uh, that no matter what that case may be, you Carol have the opportunity to move your life in a great direction 
unencumbered by the idea that the position of the sun or the position of us in relationship to the sun and the moon has anything to do with your ability to do that. Uh, and if you disagree, then then you disagree. Then you disagree. Then again, let it let it move you to where it moves you. Great, thank you, Carol. Long. And thank you, Carol. Steve, that's what I have for you. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we got over for an hour. Here's all set. You guys wanted to talk uh, um, current events, but I don't have that no, in me. That's all right. I, I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, I just wanted to get to all those as many people as we can, as many insights as we can, and and uh, we do it again next week. Yeah, you are... I'm heading to Florida where it's uh, 80 degrees, so not nice. freezing. I'm going to talk to a, a huge group of uh, uh, women entrepreneurs, business builders, movers and shakers uh, in St. Pete. And so that should be a lot of fun, uh, connecting down there also with uh, Florida's top... Um, rehab uh, addiction recovery rehabilitation centers and and doing some stuff my goal is always everybody my goal is always to empower inspire educate as, as many people as i can while i can so as always uh, florida will not be exempt from that goal <laughs> uh for the next few days so heading down there folks Check out our stuff. This team works really hard getting that, this stuff out there. Share. If it inspires you, it'll inspire, inspire someone you know. So click the share button. Does share button still exist? Yeah. Click the share button. Tag people. <laughs> uh, press. Hey, man. MySpace. Hey, I was going to say, hey, you got, you got the MySpace. <laughs> um, uh, you know, share. Let people know. And again, we, we, uh, we're just here. This is, this is us. This is. Yeah. This is what we got. Mm -hmm. Like this is we're we're out there. We're endeavoring to empire, inspire, empower as many people as we can. So, uh, share, share, share. Give us a call. Give us a text. Give feedback on the shows, on the uh, shows on what iTunes, Stitcher, and all that stuff. Yeah, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, um, Google, all that. So, all of it. Uh, give feedback. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five star rating because it's how other people will help find our show. I think our show is. Listed as like in entertainment because I refuse to be in any sort of like <laughs> self-help, yeah. uh, you know, category. So I think ours is just in entertainment. Uh, maybe we could have put it in like philosophy or something yeah. like if I did, that's a thing, like I it? did with the books. Yeah. You know, yeah. I put the books in like philosophy because I refuse to do like self-help, <laughs> personal empowerment or anything like that. So, um, uh, so five-star ratings absolutely help other people fi uh, find us but my, my point to that was if you do like self-help that kind of stuff you have a lot less competition than you do when you're just in entertainment yeah. so that's a huge broad. field yeah. and so i want to make sure we stand out for anyone who might want to hear our show in case in case you want you want truth shot from the hip and you want to hear steve's best seinfeld and every now and then <laughs> <laughs> What's with all these goons? <laughs> all right, so uh, anything else? What else we got? We got that going. We got uh, we have uh, the Florida thing. Check out our our stuff. I do I do the MMA podcast with my buddy Ray Longo uh, every Sunday night, and you can check that out. It's MMA and Beyond. Other than that, SteveMaraboli.net. You can find me on Instagram, Steve Maraboli, Twitter, Steve Maraboli, Facebook, uh, author. 
Steve Maraboli. Yes. Author Steve Maraboli. <laughs> blue hat, blue, blue hashtag, no, blue verified badge on all of our official places. Got some Instagram messages today. Uh, they, you know, they oh, someone's always making a fake Steve Maraboli. Yeah, there's a lot Instagram, of yeah, and we, like, we, and they do like my picture, my yeah. profile picture, plus all my little bullet points. Like they copy it, and then sometimes they'll like sell things, <laughs> like they were selling tickets to a show in England that I wasn't doing, but like they wanted to be paid in like Amazon gift cards. <laughs> like it's and it's like broken English, but people, some people are falling for it, it's man. Sad, and people so it's are. sad. And then other times, like. They're like hitting on, like they're looking through and hitting on like the women who write in. So it's like, hey, this is my private account. <laughs> with all my professional pictures. Right, with all my professional pictures and my broken English. <laughs> so. Um, but thank you for telling us about. Yeah, and thank you to everyone him. who writes in, but they're pretty know. good at it. Like I will, I'll get like 10 or 15 messages in a shot. Hey, someone's yeah. saying yeah. they're you, saying what's like, and, and using the same stuff. So we'll report them. They get taken mm -hmm. down usually within the, in a couple of days. But my point is make sure you check out our pages <laughs> that have the blue verified check mark. Those are our only pages. We do not have any other pages. And if it was just up to me, we'd have none of those pages. So <laughs> so those are our only pages. And um, I appreciate everybody sending you big hugs from New York. I love you all. Let's do something awesome. See you next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs>